she messaged me like privately and like, you know, just a couple of times around Slack and was just like, hey, like, I'm sorry. I hope I hope I didn't fuck up your podcast. Like, I hope that like the quality was still there. I was like, I don't even fucking listen to us. Like, I don't know what you talked about. and welcome to Maybe Geek Again, a podcast where we cover sci-fi TV shows through the lens of philosophy and dick jokes. My name is Joe, and I'm joined by my saucy co-hosts, Shaheen and Bubs. Hi, guys. Hey. 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 This is episode 89 of our podcast, and we are going to be talking about the 100 season 7, episode 8. You can find us on SoundCloud, and I say you can find us on iTunes, but it seems like most people have trouble finding us on iTunes, so I don't know what the fuck is going on with Apple, (laughs) but worst case, you can definitely subscribe to us through SoundCloud. Um, we love fan feedback, so feel free to come yell at us on Twitter at MaybeGeekAgain or at MaybeGeekAgain at gmail.com. And of course, we always post the episodes to Reddit eventually in last week's case. I, it, that it, was my <laughs> fault. I had was a really sh- long week. <laughs> yes. Well, we appreciate you just the same. Sort of. Less. Sort a little of. Less. Whatever. Um, we'll take it. <laughs> yes. Uh, in case you enjoy long-form discussion with gifts and such. It is great to have you here, guys. Uh, We usually start with a little, like, one or two sentences about ourselves and then a quick icebreaker game. This week's icebreaker game, uh, because neither one of you filled in anything else, is before this episode aired, what did you think Anaconda stood for? Who wants to go first? Me. Bellamy's penis. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I mean... I'm not surprised, but like, did you ask? I'm sorry, is that your introduction or is that your (laughs) That's it, that's it. We don't get to know anything else about her. Her name is Bubs, Bellamy's penis. Um, Yes, my name is Bubbles. Um, I do the same introduction every time. What new can I say? I don't know. Talk about what you're drinking because clearly this is exciting. Yes, I am drinking straight here from San Diego. Um, It's called... Boochcraft. It is organic hard kombucha in the flavor of watermelon chili. And the real magical part is that despite it being kombucha, it is 7% alcohol. Which Which is a pretty strong beer. A moderate beer. (laughs) Oh. Mm. (laughs) Well, for for Joe, it's like a life under. (laughs) For me, it's like 151. (laughs) Is it actually spicy? No, not at all. It wish- never is. There's one, there's a place here called Big Swig. It's like local to Austin and mm-hmm. they, or maybe it's Texas, and they make, um, they make some hard seltzers that are not good, but they do also just make flavored seltzers, like mm-hmm. the not sweet kind. And they have a pineapple jalapeno and mm. a chili lime mango. Mm. And the chili lime mango has a little bit of spice, mm-hmm. but the jalapeno pineapple, like legit, like, and I say this as someone who loves spicy food and like has a mm-hmm. taste for it. Like I can actually taste a tiny bit of spice in it. Huh. Yeah, that's amazing. fucking wild. Wild. Um, okay, so you were drinking a 7% kombucha and anaconda meant Bellamy's penis. Uh, obviously. Yes. Um, <laughs> so it is not an understatement to say that you were disappointed. Um, yes, I was. Okay. That is correct. Yeah, okay. Um, Shaheen? Hi, my name is Shaheen. Um, I live in District, Pennsylvania. I write a blog at freefloatingperspective.wordpress.com, and I did not think it meant anything. I didn't really think about it at all. Um, but <laughs> I did some research. Um, <laughs> do, do you guys know what it actually means? Like, yeah, I, I, I'm I assuming it's not it? the snake or the snake 
in the LL Cool J movie. No, no. Well, so Anaconda is is a type of boa, mm-hmm. um, and we know how boas eat their Squeeze. prey. Yeah. Uh huh. And exactly, and and it's but it's also um, the code name for an operation during the Civil War, the American Civil War, um, the first one, not the upcoming one. Um, <laughs> oh, we're all gonna die! Uh, oh my god, that's, that's my dad's. Um, that's my dad's tagline. He says it all the time. Whenever there's like an awkward moment, he's like, "We're all gonna die." <laughs> I'm gonna tell him you said that. He's gonna be like so pleased. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in the, the the first American Civil War, the um, they there was an operation that basically they wanted to. Uh, surround the Confederacy from the north through land and from the south through sea, and so just squeeze the Confederacy. Um, and so that was called Anaconda. Um, huh. Yeah. That was fun. Um, yeah, so and now I guess. We know. Uh, so the bombs, I guess, were squeezing people. <laughs> I guess. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's. Okay. Um, I guess I'll go next. Uh, I'm Joe. Um, I'm not drinking anything besides water, um, but I'll probably have to take a pee break at some point. Um, I so or, so Anaconda, like obviously Sir Mix a lot, but I was like, probably not. It's probably not what we're actually talking about. <laughs> so then I was like, you know, obviously Snake, and you know they've they've been talking. You know, we we have the the infinity symbol or whatever, and an Ouroboros is a snake eating its own tail. But then I was like, I hope that they didn't do that, and they just fucked up, like choosing a snake but not actually it being an Ouroboros, because you know that they're different. Like a python does not necessarily mean infinity, so I wasn't really sure. Um, but apparently we got our answer that it is the code name that they came up with um, for the end of the world. So cool, I guess. I don't know. Um, so so before we get into our overall takes, um, I, you had something that you wanted to to sort of address that you that you said last week, but wanted to expand on or correct or strike from the record. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, so last week we talked about Dioza's um, conversation with Hope, where um, they have a really interesting conversation where Dioza says, uh, me Hope says to Dioza, you are trying to do the right thing. And Dioza says, doing the right thing the wrong way mm-hmm. is not doing the right thing. And oh, I was shit. Intention that, versus consequence. Yeah. And so <laughs> I, was, I was trying to explain that... Um, Last week through, you know, there's one way to think about it in terms of intentional consequence. There, and then there's also, you know, in terms of um, deontology and, and respecting other people's agency and so on, um, which ties into, like, terrorism um, and violent protests and stuff. But the thing that I wanted to correct was I, as I was introducing the concept, I said um, doing the right thing for the wrong reasons um, and that's not at all what Dioza said. She said doing the right thing the wrong way. And that's what I was talking about. So I was talking about the right thing, but I, I just said the wrong. I misspoke when I said uh, doing the right thing the wrong uh, for the wrong reasons. The cro- quote is doing the right thing the wrong way. 
God damn it, Shaheen. <laughs> Fuck, we have to redo all of last week's work. <laughs> again. <laughs> again, for the third time. <laughs> I'm going to have to talk about Becco again. <laughs> oh my um, God. Thank you for your clarification. I guess we'll get into the episode. As we have mentioned 14,000 times, the episode's title is Anaconda. Um, it was written by Jason Rothenberg uh, and directed by Ed Freeman. Um, I fucked that up in the notes. I put it backwards, but I'm pretty sure that is correct. Um, let's get into everyone's overall takes of the episode, because, you know, this was one that was teased a while back that we were going to get sort of a backdoor pilot into a possible grounder apocalypse prequel show. And they decided to drop it smack in the middle of uh, seasons, the, the final season of the show. And, you know, w- we got a lot of answers to things that we had, that have been alluded to as well as plenty of retcons, uh, for stuff that has already been established in Canon. Um, yeah. What, what did you guys think now that we got our sort of answer on things? Um, I, I don't really like how they very clearly overhauled their own mythology. Um, and it's just like, so there's two things I don't like. So yeah, it's obviously we all had a lot of assumptions and not that like and everything was explicitly said in canon, but you know, when you're following a show for seven years and you're very invested, you're watching every interview, like every behind the scenes thing, along with like episodes over and over again, you have a very set reality in which the show exists. So for the, you know, the spinoff <laughs> prequel pilot thing to come in and completely establish different origins um, that have already been discussed, like, in interviews and everything. And you're kind of like, well, that does not match at all the world that they set up, according to them. Um, It's very difficult to, what's the word, Um, connect, you know, the world that you've created with now this new world that now apparently is the show world. (laughs) Um, So... So I have a question. Yes. And maybe this is, you know, me not having watched every episode 14 times. But like, so, you know, uh, we're all talking about um, the Trig being a, a, uh, like a retcon Uh, that that Callie came up with it or whatever, right? Yeah. But like, yeah, I was going to ask, what kinds of inconsistencies do you, did you discern, Bubs? I was curious. Because I'm really sensitive to inconsistencies, but I don't think I detect so, them. I think that there are actually very few in-world, straight-up contradictions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Trigetislag mm-hmm. has, I think Lincoln said, Lincoln may have said sometime in season one um, that it was created. But they came up with it. For yeah, mountain, like with mountain men. However, like if we say that like grounders have been around for a hundred years, like Lincoln obviously didn't sure. come up with it. So like the language could have been sure. around, and like they could have just the lore of how it came to be could have you know yeah evolved. Yeah, but then there's like so now I would say there's not so much. Yeah, like it's not straight up contradictions. It's just like the the way that they frame things, and so I don't know how they're going to get to, for example. Um, all these crews, and I'll talk about that more later, were not what we thought. (laughs) Um, like there were green gangs that are, make up like tree crew. Um, and so all of these things into the fact that we get from there, um, and where this prequel is starting to where people are anti-technology, um, people are sending kids into conclaves. 
Um, <laughs> and, and like, you know, no qualms. Like, so it's just like there's a huge disconnect. And I'm sure that's like the what they're going to what they want to quote unquote address. Um, and so like, I'll give them that. But like, again, it's like, when you followed every interview in the show, the showrunner saying they've made decisions for this reason, that reason, this is kind of to explain like what this is about. And now none of that is true. Like not even a little bit. (laughs) It's just like, it's just really hard to mesh both ideas together in your head. Um, because this is like 40 minutes of a new reality versus seven seasons or six seasons of it. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't say that there's straight up contradictions. And they're mm-hmm. my, like, I haven't since season five, when my soul was crushed, I have not <laughs> gone back to rewatch anything apart from what I've done rewatched within the season for the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know if there's, there's probably more. Um, I just can't think of them right now. Um, so yeah, so there's I, that, and then there's also, um, so much of this was like, it felt like Jason wanted a second chance at certain dynamics and feelings and everything that like kind of got ruined <laughs> by his own decisions, um, in the show. So I don't like that aspect. Like this is like a chance for him to like get a do over because I, I just felt like he should have just turned a new page, gotten offline, and just told the story <laughs> um, instead of constantly fighting with fans within by writing away their complaints. <laughs> um, and we get that. I think this whole thing about Trigetta's Tr- Lang being a- origined within one person as a child is one of those um one of those corrections because so many people in the audience were like, well, how do we get from um, people speaking English to this in like a hundred years? Well, I I mean, let's, let's talk about, I mean, it's Nell. I fucking love Nell. You know, I bring (laughs) up Nell whenever I can, but this is, this is Nell like coming up with, with her own. I mean, I don't think that we're supposed to think that the, the son and daughter are their siblings, but I don't think that they're twins. Right. Mm -hmm. But like, maybe it's like, you know, a little like kid language that they, that they came up with to like avoid mom and dad. I don't know. Like that's, that's what I got out of it. Like when they were like, Oh yeah, she made it up as a kid. I'm like, Oh yes, yes, of course. You know, she's very precocious. She's, you know, making up her own languages or whatever. Yeah. Um, Well, so the, the language guy, and he's the same language guy that yeah, I was how on he feels about this. Game of Thrones. So um, he posted. Well, yeah, I was going to talk about that. Um, so, um, well, hold, hold, I just want to let Bubs finish finish her. Oh, sorry. Real quick. Oh, I was just going to say he posted to archive of our own um, the Trigetta's leg used in this episode with the translation, and he also in the notes talks about how. Um, yes, what the origin now is definitely not what he built it around, um, given the specs that he was given. And if he were to know that now, he would not have developed it the way that he did. Mm-hmm. So what were you going to say, Shaheen? Oh, I, yeah, I was going to say, um, so, um, his name is David J. Peterson, mm-hmm. right? Is that mm-hmm. his name? Yes. Um, he, um, right, so he's a, uh, Kong Ling, mm-hmm. um, a person who creates 
constructed languages. And yeah, he, he said that, I, I don't know if this was ever mentioned in canon, like uh, you guys were saying something about um, Lincoln saying something about this, but I, I'm not sure, I don't have a memory of it being ever mentioned on the screen, but he was saying that the way he justified it in his head, uh, because he, he also realized that you know, 97 years is too short of a time period for the language to to evolve, um, like evolve this much. Um, but I mean, I always say like the fast turnaround of generations is a factor. But anyway, he said that one factor was that they, uh, especially as far as the nouns are concerned, mm-hmm. um, was that they didn't want Mount Weather to listen in on them. Um, and so a lot of the nouns are just code names. Um, but other things sort of evolved naturally on their own. Um, that was his original idea. Um, so now, um, I guess, yeah, so now we think that it's a language that, uh, Kali constructed. And you could still think, um, so it, it started, uh, as a bunch of code words, uh, because Mount Weather has always been there, right? So, like, maybe they're, they're, they've been struggling with Mount Weather since the beginning. And, um, and they, so they used a lot of these code words that Callie told them, uh, or taught them. But then over time, um, it also, it just got mixed with, uh, the evolving English of the time way that they, they were speaking English differently mm-hmm. um, so yeah I like I totally agree with your with your uh, characterization that there it's not a direct contradiction mm-hmm. uh, or inconsistency as far as I can see um, but yeah it's definitely like stuff has been added to to the mythology it's been augmented now retrofitted yes yeah um, is there anything else that you wanted to speak on in terms of your, your thoughts about the episode, Shaheen? Um, I felt like the, um, um, <laughs> the, I always feel this way that like the, so they have a limited budget and I think they distribute their budget unevenly throughout the episodes. Um, and they have to make a lot of like tough choices of like what to cut and what to like really spend money on. Um, and I feel like they the, this episode like guzzled up like half of their budget, um, with all the effects and everything, and then like that the, that's why the rest of, like we got one fucking spider, one like, spider, the, the other stuff, like, one <laughs> one ice spider. Yeah, um, the, yeah, they couldn't afford the second spider because like they had to show the missiles in this in this episode. Yeah, and but like, like the, the big helicopter missiles, like, shot. And what if that was just regurgitated footage from three oh seven? Uh huh. Well, there was one that was definitely a regurgitated footage. Regurgitated. Regurgitated. But yeah, but uh, there was other. There was definitely new footage. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there was like stuff. I mean, one thing that was definitely confirmed uh, was that uh, Polis is near Washington D.C. Um, so that's always been suspected that, I mean, we know that Ton DC is like the remnants of Washington DC. Yeah. Um, and, but Polis was suspected to be like somewhere in Virginia, 
you know, Arlington or someplace. Um, and yeah, the, the helicopter scene, or yeah, Annapolis. <clears throat> um, that confirms they're they're somewhere there, somewhere. Um, what did you guys think about it in terms of it, like being you know a pilot for a new show? Because I feel like I liked sort of the basic bones of it. Like if it if you know. Cool. Show me the end of the world. Do all of this, um, but and and you know, obviously, this was for needs of it just being a, a single episode within a larger season of a different show. That like I felt like the story that we saw should have been two to three episodes. Um, it felt super rushed. Um, but again, like I understood why. But at the same time, like they, I don't know, like. Mm-hmm. maybe we cut out the bullshit of Sanctum and we could have made this into, you know, a two or three episode arc within this season that, you know, blended in with other episodes. It wasn't just a standalone, you know, pilot or something like that. Yeah. So I guess, I guess, that what, what did you guys think idea. about that? No, but I, I just want to comment on how I love that idea so much and how they like introduce like this other cast um, as like the, you know, like the, the arc versus the earth in season one. Um, and then they wouldn't have felt so compelled to like put so many new people in the in the other sections of the story. So we could have focused on the lead characters there because Jason has a whole new thing to be like happy about writing and all the other writers can do the other stuff. Um, that would have been great. But no, so to specifically say like what I thought about the pilot. So I think um, as much as those two things super annoyed me. Um, had I not been traumatized for seven years of the show, um, and it was just like the first thing I'd ever seen, um, from Jason, I would have been like, been like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, show me more. And I agree with you, Joe, that it was like very rushed and like a lot of things happened. Um, and, and to that extent, like when too much happens like that and too fast, it almost makes you feel like nothing happened. Kind of. You know? Like, like my takeaway, like, what happened? <laughs> my, my main takeaways were, okay, Callie started the grounders. Bill is a fucking asshole. And the son is a fucking asshole. And mm-hmm. the mom has really bad taste in men. Like, the mom should have been smarter. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like, they set her up as, like, you know, clearly a surgeon or, you know, healer, doctor, something like that. And I'm like, and then she's, like, still with this dude who's a total fucking prick. And I'm like, mm-hmm. You're better than that, Dr. Mom. Yeah. And also just wait for her, if, if this gets picked up, just wait for Callie to never use medicine again. Right. <laughs> or wash her hands, the precursor of Dr. Hands. Abby. Um, what did you think wait, about so it? Wait, you, so you're saying she has a bad taste in men based on Bill Cadigan? Yes, extremely based on Bill Cadigan. Like, yes, they got divorced, but then she, like, and yes, like, she went to the bunker to, like, save her family, but then she, like, kept defending his crazy bullshit, and I'm like, you know, I mean, I've to be been watching fair, this for five minutes and he's a dick. <laughs> to be fair, though, keeping things civil enough for him to still want them to be in the bunker did save their lives. So maybe yeah, it then, was like a play, you know? Uh, I guess. Like, damn. Um, what did I you mean, think about it? He was right about everything up to that point. So, I mean, she kind of made a good argument. Like, she was being a good inductivist. She was like, yeah. Everything he says sounds crazy, but <laughs> it's been correct up to now. Like, I thought it was crazy, but it's been confirmed. And yet. Um, so, you know, quantum mechanics was crazy, <laughs> but but it was confirmed. So. <laughs> what did you think of it as, as a pilot, Shaheen? I thought it was great. Um, like, you would watch the show? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would watch it. 
Uh, I'm a little wary of um, what's coming next. I feel like we're going to immediately go into... So, obviously, Reese and Tristan, or whatever the fuck, are going to go to the ground and be jerks. Right? <laughs> and so... <laughs> they form Ask Geta Crew. Maybe. <laughs> Ask Get Ask It? Get it. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. Fuck. Fuck, I'm um, canceling all of this. Yeah, and so, like, obviously, like, that's, I think that's going to be where blood must have blood comes from, and all of that, I, you know, I guess it ties into the night blood thing, um, right? So, anyway, um, I'm just, I just think that, like, they're just going to come in and start, like, doing some stupid shit. Um, I just thought of a retcon. Hmm. So, you know how people from space, like when the art came down and the mountain men found them and were harvesting their blood and they realized that their blood was like so much more powerful mm-hmm. than grounder blood because grounder blood was naturally selected on Earth to withstand radiation, except that's mm-hmm. not true now. Well, no, I mean, I think it is. I think it's that they, they all had night blood. The that's night- how they got out well, there you needed the night blood to get out there but you know a hundred years down the line like it's probably it's you know cl- it's a recessive gene and so you know after a while you get the benefits of the radiation stuff to a degree like in terms of being able to survive on the ground not necessarily being able to survive like you know in repairing you know rods in the in the reactor like we saw in a few episodes ago like you actually need to be a full night blood to do that but i guess you know the recessiveness of the gene combined with the reduction in um, evil evil radiation on the ground means that regular red-blooded people have pretty good blood. It's just not as good. I don't know. Was my understanding. I still feel like it just doesn't make sense still. <laughs> well, listen, Because I feel like I mean, space people should have had, like, not as much, and the people who are descended from people who all had gene-altered blood should have been better if not the same. <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you, David Attenborough. Thank you. <laughs> um, let's get into the <laughs> I action. mean, the part that never made sense was how the space crew, uh, the sky crew, the people on the Ark, when and what kind of genetic uh, modification that they have. Because Wallace, Dante Wallace said something about that. And that was kind of, came out of nowhere and was never explained later. Maybe they, we'll get they an said they had some sort of genetic. Sorry, what? Maybe we'll get an explanation, but maybe, maybe not. I doubt it. I doubt it. Um, let's get into the actual uh, episode, if you guys don't mind. Um, I guess. I guess let's just start off like talking about. Well, should we talk about Bardo at the end um, as a whole thing, or do you want to like go in the episode order? I think let's. I think we'll talk about it as a whole at the end. Or I don't okay. know. What do you think? Like, maybe, maybe, because I'm trying to think what. Yeah, that should be okay. Yeah. I have a few, well, actually, that are. Uh, Bardo guess, related? Because uh, they're not very split. It's literally like one tiny scene that was cut in yeah. half. So, yeah, I think so too. I Yeah. All right. Well, then then let's start. Let, let's just start off talking about then uh, the, the, the entire flashback bit where we basically learn that. I mean, there's, there's a few points that like come out. There are second dawn bunkers all over the world, um, which. Okay. Um, daughter may, you know, there's protests going on. There's, you know, estranged family, apparently very rich. Um, anyway, uh, the apocalypse happens, something, something, anaconda. Let's go underground. Um, 
You have a note here. Uh, I can't tell if Bill is joking about fascism, Bubs. Oh, yeah, I, I couldn't. Because clearly he's a fascist. Yeah. And this actually, this brought up an interesting thing that um, one of my friends was talking to me about the show um, and was just like, well, with with the whole Bill stuff, like, it just keeps coming back where the show hates democracy. Like, no, at no point, like, is there any kind of democracy Wait, that... No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Okay, because you know how Cece feels oh, yeah, about she, democracy. She would completely agree about all this. So... It's like when you look at everything and like we love Clark, we love her skills, we get why she like kind of just pushes her way to the front. Um, But in the beginning, it was because of who her parents were, you Mm -hmm. know? And so in this case, again, it's like Callie's dad is like the fascist leader of the bunker. So that's why she has a voice. Like and even that one, that one kid, not Tristan, guitar guy, um, cheesy guitar guy. He's like, oh, I know who your dad is. It's just like, there's no democracy ever. <laughs> and, and it's like, it's, I feel like it's very unself-aware of that fact. Uh, between the primes, between everything, like, it's just kind of like, anytime there is democracy, a.k.a. Pike was an elected leader, they're villainized to the nth degree. <laughs> so I just, uh, anyways. Uh, so what do you mean when you say, um, is fascist like what is your definition of fascism um oh god put me on the spot with the defining word no 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 no, it's okay um because i i don't think i could define it like directly i just mean like so when i mean it's authoritarianism yeah exactly like totalitarian power that's um oppressive dude's a fucking dictator Uh does that work so like by that definition um like the soviet union would be fascist and yes china Maoist China would be fascist yes. and such. Yeah, okay. what, so what um, would you say the definition is? Um, well, I mean, words are words, you know, you can define them however oh, you God, want. Um, but in t- <laughs> t- I mean, in, um, you know, historical context, fascism is, I mean, it, it originally comes from the uh, fascist party of Italy. That mm-hmm. was just the name of the party. Mm-hmm. But the doctrine that was then kind of incorporated into national socialism in Germany and and uh, elsewhere was this sort of um, collectivist but very hierarchical view of the world. So the idea was that like we're all really part of one whole and work to um, enrich a whole like as an as a nation. But uh, everyone has their place. Everyone has a specific thing that they're they're born for or they're best for, and the a good government will just place people in the places that are their places. And there are some people who just have no place at all. They're just uh, not contributing at all, and they should just be eliminated. Mm. Um, and so that was the idea. That's sort of roughly what I understand by, by fascism. So in a lot of ways, it's like um, communism because like it has the idea that like we all work and put it all together. And, like it's a form of socialism. That's why like people say national socialism. Mm-hmm. But and um, but it is unlike communism that believes in like some form of equality. Um, according to fascism, inequality is built into the 
fabric of the universe and there's it's perfectly natural for people to belong in a hierarchy said everyone who places himself at the top of the hierarchy (laughs) (laughs) oh i looked at the definition should i read it (laughs) sure um, so fascism is a form of far-right authoritarian ultranationalism, char- that's probably the collectivism part, characterized by dictator- dictatorial power, dictator. forcibly su- forcible suppression of opposition, as well as strong regimentation of society and of the economy, which came to prominence in the early early 20th century of Europe. So, so Crazy Bill is a fascist. Yes. Like, he, he was probably <laughs> ha-ha joking, but not actually joking. Because, like, not to be whatever, wife disobeyed him, and he threw her out the goddamn airlock. Like, <laughs> and she tried to hug him. That was so rude. Right? Like, I, I'm telling you, Bill is a fucking dickhead. Like, yes. I'm not a fan. <laughs> not a fan. I like how um, in the notes I called him Russell. Yeah, and I then noticed he, that. you corrected me, and I was like, well, rich white man, what are you going to do? We can't tell them apart. <laughs> they, they all look the same. Um... <laughs> So, so you know, they, they get down to the bunker and, uh, you know, anaconda is the code word. Um, people are not let in. Uh, some people are upset about people not getting let in. Mm-hmm. Um, we, got, we got the revelation that crew, tree crew is a thing. And I wanted to ask you guys, so if tree crew is a thing, let's say that tree crew is what this, you know, protest group was called, you know, in the D.C. The area. And does that mean, so my thought was that clearly Callie and all of them, you know, leave and go. And my, my guess was that they, you know, we may or may not find out about this in the TV show, but that they would try to find the other second dawn bunkers that are allegedly around the world, or at least the ones that they could get to, you know, Mm -hmm. on the East coast. And I guess maybe they get their own names too. Like is tree crew the original sort of tribe? Or clan, or whatever the fuck. Or, like, did you guys have, like, did, did that strike you at all? Or did you just roll your eyes being like, ugh, he has a tree crew tattoo, fuck off. <laughs> I, um... Because you mean, know my feelings on somebody who brings an acoustic guitar somewhere. Right? Sorry to any of our listeners That's, who are That is your founder of tree crew, Joe. Ugh. Guitar guy. Indra would not <laughs> tolerate that. <laughs> but, like, it doesn't, it also just doesn't make sense. Because, like, so, it's not like the whole world was, like waiting for the nuclear apocalypse like it's not like that was something imminent yet i mean what's his face um bill was worried about that which i have so many questions um but so this guy's tattoo if he's so i understood tree crew as like he's an environmentalist yeah right so um but his tattoo is of the the biohazard symbol which, yeah. Because obviously the tree crew symbol was already established, so you can't like redo it now. Yeah. But then it, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> so they, um, when the first shot that we see Callie, uh-huh. um, we're hearing on the news um, that says the, the, the news reporter says the extreme uh, environmentalist group or something like that. Um, so like they paint them as some sort of eco terrorists mm-hmm. and they say that they were somewhere and some kerfuffle went down mm-hmm. and Callie and, and her friend are saying we weren't violent they were violent or whatever um so yeah she she has like a protest group uh, that you know some people accuse of acts of violence mm-hmm. and um that's so what that's what tree crew is um 
And I take it they're all, um, the, the whole thing is, you know, because the, everyone thinks the earth is going to shit. Mm -hmm. Um, so maybe people aren't expecting exactly like a nuclear apocalypse necessarily, but we are given. Let's fill up the bunkers with provisions just in case. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like there is things that are really bad. Like we hear in that flashback with Josephine that like, uh, there were dust storms everywhere and outside was very dusty and the water was being rationed. So like if water is being rationed in the, in the U S that's pretty bad. Well, then like, how that's... can she still have a pool if water is being rationed? <laughs> Wait, who? Callie. Callie or Josephine? Because she's rich. Callie, Allie. Because <laughs> she's rich. Yeah, um, yeah but I thought her and her mom were like, people don't have water. to ration. You know this. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I mean, it's not drinkable water, probably, in the pool. But anyway, yeah, so like things are really bad, and... That's why they ha- like they have the Eligius missions. All the Eligius missions are to like mm-hmm. go out and find new places and new resources and stuff because they don't expect the Earth to survive mm-hmm. much. Um, so yeah. Um, sorry, I kind of got lost track of what we were talking about. We were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, tree crew. So right. So tree, tree crew. crew. Right. So I was. Uh, my thought was that tree crew. I mean, it was the name of this. Um, you know, um, quote unquote extreme environmentalist group. Uh, but I take it that, yeah, when they started, you know, founding the grounders, they just took that name as the name of their first settlement. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also, and it, cause it also happens to be within the uh, woods of the, that Virginia, Northern Virginia area. Um, and then I don't know then what the story is going to be about how they spread out and, and found a new new settlements mm-hmm. and new clans, um, which all they all which seem to be named after the location that they're in. But right, so like yeah, yeah but like now now it's like is it though? Because that's what I what I was saying with like right. um, shallow valley. Is that just where all like the valley girls went and formed? They're like. <laughs> whatever it's crew. your people it's your know, obviously no, that's that's where i would have Seriously. been Hedda. <laughs> um but and then it's like what i said about asgeta it's just like um people who are butt people like it's the butt people frat wait asgeta like butts oh for fuck's sake you know some people, some people are some people some people are butt nope, people nope, moving us along um <laughs> and anyways but no no that it still doesn't answer my question Okay. As to the the tattoo being nuclear related um, and being about um, the environment, like you well, think, like it, do a I tree. I don't think it's nuclear related. I think it's biohazard related, which is different. Oh. But I still feel like it doesn't really connect. Like, if you're a tree crew, why is your symbol not a fucking tree? Because, like, so I thought, like, the way that they form. So this is one of those things where it's like it's not technically a contradiction directly but like you know tree a better crew, a better piece of clip art could have been found well yeah but like because i think tree crew was the one that was closest to mount weather you know their territory was around mount weather so they had the most um run-ins with mount weather and i always thought that their um biohazard thing was a reflection of like the mount weather mustard gas um and like the signs that had like all biohazard back because because it had that you know so that's what I was always, that's what I'm confused about now, that it's some douche bro guitar guy's tattoo. 
Is it exactly the the biohazard sign? Um, I think so. Hold on, I have the the wiki up. It's the biohazard sign over like a upside down Mercedes Benz. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So it's very similar. Um, it doesn't have the hole in the middle, and it has it has some four. Uh, it has three red dots um, that the biohazard sign doesn't have. Um, and anyway, so I was thinking maybe they they thought this also like from one way of looking at it, you can see it as like the woods or some trees. Um, you know, like trees growing in different parts of Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you can see the the circle as the Earth and the the three things, the three prongs as being like trees sprouting out or like just like sprouts, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also a biohazard sign because like their whole thing is we're you know the Earth is going to shit and we're ruining and everything is toxic now. Um, so. I don't but I agree I mean obviously yeah the the actual answer is they had the sign already they're stuck they're stuck with it they're stuck with that um they're stuck with the name so do we do we have anything else we want to say about that or can I move us along to the most exciting part of the episode and probably about which part sorry um well just just the 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 tree crew bit beyond the tree crew yeah um let's talk about some Becca (laughs) Becca's back. We actually got her for more than just like a quick little flashback, which we always love to see Erica Sarah. Um, again, I felt like me personally, like all of all of her stuff was, you know, super duper rushed to like get, you know, all of, you know, she has the flame. She has this. There's this. Kelly, you know, idolized her or whatever. But um, there was that thing where like as soon as she comes into the bunker, she can like hear the anomaly stone. And I think I've brought up this this TV show on the podcast before. Um, mm-hmm. There was a show called Defying Gravity, and it was one season, mm-hmm. and it was um, absolutely worth your time to watch. Uh, and and the idea of it was there was we we have perfected or at least are capable of interplanetary space travel, like within our within our you know solar system. And so um, a, a space crew was sent out on a on a really long term mission to retrieve an object on uh, Mars and then they ended up going and retrieving one on um, I think this, the, the series ended, it was only one season ended with them going to Venus, I believe um, to get another one. But, but what's super interesting is that they have one on the ship um, and whenever like, and it kind of fucks with all their heads a little bit and it makes a very similar sound like auditorily that they, that, you know, the sound effect that they added was this kind of like, woo, you know, kind of weird um, stones or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And they 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 didn't know what they did and they were collecting them and they made a weird sound and they made the astronauts hear things and see things that weren't really there. Um, but to that show's credit, they took an entire season to sort of tease out that mystery. And again, I know that we didn't have a whole season or even a couple of episodes to do that. But like, holy shit, Becca walking in here and being like, what's that sound? <laughs> boop, boop. Look, I've turned on the anomaly. And you're just kind of like... Okay. Yeah, because like we already know. I mean, this is all in this season, so it doesn't really matter. But yeah, like they're talking about how they're that one guy's been there for ten years, and or before he no, when he was a child was the last time they figured out a new code. So this is not like walk into the room and figure it out, (laughs) unless you're Becca and you have a flame that like tells you that. Oh my god. 
But I mean, the, the flame tells you that, but then it doesn't tell you if it's safe to cross through. <laughs> well, what are you going to do? It's a lot of, uh... What is it called? Uh, well, it's saying that the, the flame was heightening her... Sorry, what? Sorry, what? Is that a do sex machina? Well, they were saying that the, the flame heightened heightens uh, your senses um, and so there's like very subtle vibrations coming out of the stone um, but normally a normal person can't hear it and this was also something that Gabriel said when Collins was studying the stone um, he put like a um, what do you call it I forget the technical term for it, the thing that measures or senses vibration um, the size, um, stace, scope, whatever. Well, seismologists they, would look at that machine. <laughs> say what? A seismologist would look at that machine. <laughs> Is this a dick joke? What? Size like the, the earthquake people. Yeah, no, I, I got it. You were uh-huh. saying size okay. and I, sorry, sorry. I'm inexperienced <laughs> in dick jokes. My bad. <laughs> fuck's sake um, um sorry continue. yeah and so he was saying that like he was using that to measure vibrations very subtle subtle vibrations on the stone um and um which is interesting because like you know uh gra- gravitational waves question mark <laughs> um you know that <laughs> that causes you know because you know Tunneling through space-time would require um, exploiting gravitational um, fields. Niner. And so, anyway. Um, so then, I guess, yeah, her, her senses were heightened, and so she could hear it. I guess, yeah. Uh, yeah. She's also yeah. seen um, hearing. Well, but maybe, like, the chip can, like, pick up on... I mean, well, but does she have the same hearing? Like, wouldn't it be possible that the chip, like, like wearing glasses or, you know, or those, you know how they make those glasses that um, let people who are colorblind see different colors now? Yes. Maybe that's kind of what it does, except it does it on the neural level. Yeah, but it's kind of like um, your, you know, your little seven tiny ear bones. Are still the same little seven, seven tiny, tiny ear bones. Ear bones. Um, so it's not like an issue with the occipital lobe. Um, no, it's an issue if? with the. So you remember back well, when we first got cell phones and you would put them near your computer speakers and like every time it like refreshed and pinged the tower, you would hear like a. Yeah, exactly like that. So I wonder if maybe the flame kind of does something like that where she's like, what the fuck is that sound? And it was like the flame, like, you know, like getting some like weird little interference. I buy that. We'll accept that? I'll accept that, yeah. Okay. Okay. What were you going to say, Shaheen? Well, you guys were talking about my disability. What? And didn't ask me some a little. Oh, I'm sorry. Do we need to bring up that you're colorblind again? <laughs> Unless we're talking about right. a different disability. I'm so sorry. Did you take that test about what no, no, helps I'm you? I'm kidding. You're sorry. What? I was just never mind. I interrupted. Go ahead. No, I I have one of those glasses. Did, um, oh, really? Yeah, Does it work? the colorblind. Uh, yeah. Um, How was it? Was it works? Did you cry? Did you cry? <laughs> well, so mine is. Um, relatively mild like i i know what red and green are are like uh-huh. so it's not like i'm seeing them for the first time but apparently there is a lot more 
red and purple and pink hue in the world that I thought. That I thought there was like <laughs> what is this the magenta? Most, <laughs> like the the sky is a different color than I thought it was. Wait, like and like a blue sky is a different color, or like a sunset? Yeah, a blue sky apparently is like a little purple. Huh. Hmm, periwinkle. I thought it was. I mean, I could see that. Sorry, I'm looking outside right now. Um, I guess, yeah, I guess if you have the absence of red, then yeah, like, so what, so is it just super, like, more cyan to you? Like, a lot more green-blue? No, but you don't see green um, either, it, so what the fuck do you a see? A lot of things seem a little more, um, reddish, but it's, it's not like that. It, it, like, some, some things don't look different at all. Um, they look pretty much the same. Uh, some things look radically different. I saw like the biggest thing that blew my mind was when I was looking at uh, a LED light. I have one of these lights that um, you can buy on Amazon that's like um, produces all sorts of different colors, mm-hmm. and you you can put it on a setting where it just like circles through different colors, mm-hmm. um, and it says something like I don't know several millions of colors that it produces. Um, more than human eye can discern, but anyway, they, <laughs> they, uh, we have one of those, and so I, I was just circling through the colors, and some of it really blew my mind because, you know, I was like, no way, this is, I don't believe it, I, I, I don't accept this. <laughs> Wait, did you um, did you feel like a mantis shrimp? <laughs> um, I have never been one, so I don't, I don't really know what that feels like. <laughs> Um, all right. Do you know what a mantis shrimp feels like? I I don't know. I mean, you might have like that's the whole thing. Like, who knows? Kaylee. Um. So so I wanted to to talk then about so we saw her turn on the anomaly stone the first time and then she turned it off and then Callie comes and meets up with her again and she like was like oh shit I was listening you know what about what if we push the buttons of the silent ones and go boop 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 and then like it went into like and it turned white. Um, into this big glowing orb, which P.S. Uh, was very reminiscent of something that happens in season three of Dark, which you still haven't watched, Shaheen, but let me let me say that. Um, but I would like to point out and get your guys' thoughts on this. So Becca goes into there, she gets sucked in, and then she gets spit back out, and she has clearly seen some shit that she does not like. And, you know, I think we're supposed to be led to believe that she sees the actual, like, second prime fire that we had in... in um, season six like not not the not the one where the you know nuclear reactors melt down the first time but like the one where everything was fucked and the the earth never came back um that was my understanding though it's entirely possible that she's talking about the one that did drive you know everyone underground but but i guess my question for that is um does that imply fucking time travel i guess i didn't see it that way I how did you as, guys read that? I saw it as her going to Bardo and maybe there were still giants or something. Or no, because oh, remember interesting. how but the so remember how Second Dawn um they were like set or what's this I keep wanting wanting to call him Russell. Um Bill was set on going through um the Stargate and mm-hmm. he so on the other side is Bardo maybe. Um, and Bardo, the people that are there now are talking about how when they got there, there was just like remnants of life and these people had ruined their planet and crystallized themselves 
So I thought like that's what Becca saw. Hmm. I totally read so, it as she saw the earth fucked up. Hell, if she even went through and like went to um the time of Blood Reina, like what if like Becca like landed, took a peek into the fighting pits and was like, oh fuck, 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 fuck. And that's what like really disturbed her. But like how does that mean I mean that she that's for people who stay on Earth. Cadigan wanted to go through the portal, so she would if that's what she saw, if she saw the second apocalypse or anything of that sort, then she would be like, yeah, let's fucking go through this. Cause so you think that she here. did go to Bardo or wherever the fuck and saw some, some so shit? I, I don't know where she went. Um, I, it, it, I mean, what's clear is that um, the code that she entered was not the code to Bardo. Um, because... Uh, a the the portal didn't open the way that, that like it didn't, it didn't open it wasn't green. regular bridge. There was no bridge. It was just a weird glowing thing, a, a white, a very bright a white tour. thing. <laughs> and <Becca's> yeah, <laughs> so it wasn't a bridge to to any particular place. It must have been something. I I take it it was like something more grandiose, something bigger. Like you see the bigger picture, you see the the future or mm-hmm. something. Um, and, okay, so, but then I don't know specifically what she saw. I take it whatever she saw had something to do with going to Bardo, because that was the whole thing, right? So, they already had the code to Bardo. Uh, Cadigan always wanted to go through it, but Becca said, let's study it first. Let's not just, like, commit suicide. And so, um, they were just holding off, but they, they entered it eventually, where they burnt Becca, they entered the, the code that they knew all along and went into Bardo. So the seven silent codes, whatever that is, is, is something else. not to Bardo. But it's still possible that she saw something about what happens when they go to Bardo because she was saying, don't, don't go with him. He's, he's killing you. He's not saving you. Well, so, so here's yeah. the thing. So that's why they want Clark. They want that moment. Because yeah. theoretically, like, they know how to get from planet to planet. That's fine. But they don't have a way to turn. They need to know how to beep boop the silent ones right. in the right order. And Clark still has that in her brain. That. They, or they, so they think. Or so or they think. Or just the si- Like, it might not even be an order. Like, they, but then wouldn't they know if they were, yeah, maybe there's an order. Um. I mean, is this part of the flame that was degraded and lost? <laughs> uh, that That's a retcon, Shaheen. That moment never happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the, yeah. So yeah, I mean, possibly that's a good, that's a good theory about what they're looking for. But then how does that make um, them transcend? Like the time makes them transcend? So somehow, I guess Cadigan has a theory about where Becca went, and yeah, I don't know. It's it's yeah, I don't know. And what is the? Why did they? I mean, what is the war about? Who do they think they're they're gonna fight? Right? And th- is this is that what Becca saw? Like, does she see? Um the end of that war, like the, the, the outcome of that war. Um, or are they just going based on what she said? Like, is this whole prepping for war based on Becca's 
which he saw no more. Freaking out. Mm-hmm. So they think something dangerous is on the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, well, I guess maybe we'll uh, find out. Maybe we fucking maybe. won't. <laughs> Who knows? Um, point of the matter is, Bill is a fucking dick and locks up Becca um, because she won't tell him. Um, he's, God, he's just, he's a fucking asshole. Also, you know what doesn't make sense? Hmm. Is that, like, this goes back into, like, what we were talking about before, Shaheen, on the last pod, I think, where it's, like, they immediately go to violence in oppression. Um, yeah, when, like, yeah. okay, so people who want to, like, like, because the mom was, like, well, I've been to Earth. Like, I want to see, like, what's that, what else is there. So, you know, everyone who wants to go back to Earth, like, go the fuck back to Earth. Like, everyone who wants to stay mm-hmm. and go on this adventure, I'm sure there's plenty. Like, I'm sure Nobody's there's plenty stopping of people. You. Mm-hmm. And, like, why can't they just all, like, you know... Um, the bunker's base camp. Everyone can go in and out. And then we're like, well, let's also, you know, it's Tuesday. Let's go, let's go Stargate over to wherever. Let's go sledding on Nakara. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> there's so many better options here. Um, but of course, yeah. Bill's like, you go to jail, you go to jail, you go to jail. <laughs> Um, and yeah. you get burned at the stake. Why did they burn her at a stake? Like, not to be whatever, like, that seems, like, really fucking extra. What? Because clearly there's been a lot of suicides in the bunkers. So there are uh. definitely, like, other ways that one can, like, uh. die. Um, yeah, I, I had the same question. I don't understand. Like, why would you happen. burn someone at a stake? I think it's like, that because... that seems, like, really... Ooh. I think they put it in season five, and we're like, well, now we have to burn her at the stake. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why did they do that then? That was, there was, I'm sure that they had another they idea for what would it, what it was going to be. Like the anti-tech people burning someone at the stake like a witch yeah. because they're anti-tech and that's what they understand, you know? That makes sense. But I mean, I do love that it was like people. <laughs> as as we were talking about, you know, some some rich dude thinking that he knows all the things. Like meanwhile, you have Becca retcon repeatedly her last name. Um <laughs> Yep. But, like, you have Becca, the uh, undisputable, like, at least one of the, if not the smartest people alive at present. And you're, you're just like, you know, I actually don't want to listen to you. I think you're wrong. I am a crazy cult leader. And you, billionaire science person who has developed all of this amazing thing, probably the air scrubbers that are keeping us alive in this fucking bunker to begin with, no, no, you won't give me what I want, so I'm just going to burn you alive. Like, don't tell me it's not a cult. Cadigan. Right? He says, it, oh, it's, Clark, it's not a cult. Like, we, we are a collection of, like, bright minds just trying to, like, exist uh, into the future. Really? So you're going to, you're going to burn at the stake the one person responsible for the best tech in the, since, I don't know, yeah. What's his name? Well, also the electricity guy the who world. was in love with a pigeon. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, she was also responsible for the end of the world. Well, yeah, but they don't happened. know that it yet. Seems like, it seems like Cadigan found out at some point. Um, because, like, they're talking about... Remember, they were talking about the this, the same threat that destroyed the Earth is now coming for us. So they're either talking about Becca or Ali or something. Um, they have some idea of what I don't know. Um, but I, I also, regardless of that, I wanted to say the um, that Bill Cadigan is also 
Not that you know, I disagree with you guys on that. He's a he's a jerk. <laughs> You're being too kind. He's Shut a jerk. Up. I'm like he's a, he's the fucking worst. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but uh, like he he is also uh, apparently a successful scientist, um, engineer or whatever. Like um, her um, his you know far left daughter um, called him a vulture capitalist. So I guess he's a venture capitalist. Um, so yeah, he founded some startups or whatever he did, um, similar to Becca, I guess. So he kind of, you know, he's, he thinks, you know, he's just as good or better than Becca. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, anyway, I mean, you definitely like by the, by that definition of, of cult that like, it involves uh, the worship of a, of a specific individual personality that that it was clearly a cult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> clearly. I mean, like, it's an outfit. Cult. You don't wear outfits like that unless you're in a cult. Yeah, flowing robes unless you're, like, you know, somewhere, like, hot. No. No. Just saying. Um, sorry, I'm going to move us uh, looking through the notes here. Bill's a dickhead. Da, da, da. Was there anything that you wanted to, like, anything that you guys want to call out? Um, so one of the things, so when Kelly's like, um, maybe it was not to get to a new world, maybe it was to help us remake this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like, that goes back into our theories for the season. So is that maybe going to be one of our themes? It's not about trying to find somewhere new. It's trying to take what you have and make the best of it. So like, I don't know if that means they're going to return to earth and try to like, fix whatever (laughs) i i do i i still i still kind of think that wherever the white ball that becca went into Mm -hmm. it is time wonky of some sort um Mm -hmm. you know maybe like it depends like i wonder how pedantic jason is gonna get with when he was like there's no time travel there's time weirdness but not time travel i'm like yeah, but one's a rectangle and one's a fucking square. So which one are we actually talking about? Because we can get into time weirdness that, whoops, puts you in a different point of time. But no, it's not time travel. Yeah. Um, I mean, so he- I, I, I think I feel like I feel like there's got to be. I mean, can we get into any sort of behind the scenes things that like have been like semi spoiled by guest stars? Like, are we allowed to talk about that in this podcast? Yeah. Okay, so I mean, if you don't want to hear it, yeah, mute and Shaheen will, you know, fast forward or something like that. Let us know. Let let you know how far you have to go ahead. But um, I want to say it was it. We have um, is it Cage? It was Cage Wallace. We have like I think some behind the scenes of him filming some scenes. And so, is it a flashback that we're gonna get? Or is it that we are going to get some sort of a do-over and like much like every other fucking time travel show that's try that tries to unravel itself. There was a point in time where there was a, there was a trajectory that happened that set us on a course and going back in order to sort of correct whatever moment that happened in order to like prevent something bad from happening. So maybe something around the time period of Mount weather, you know, the around the time period of season two would have been enough time for them to say, correct the, uh, you know, the 
the the reactors from melting down giving us you know sending space crew up up to space you know in season four what whatever the fucking option was um and i want to say there was someone else who maybe also came back um at least that we have proof of not necessarily things that are that people are speculating so i don't i don't think that time do over wonk something is not impossible Mm mm-hmm I mean, I mean, it's possible to be in a place, you know, like they talk about the truth greater than us all or whatever. It's <clears throat> uh, and the sort of uh, sonne anomaly stuff seems like it puts you in a in a p- position where you can like see different moments of time. Um, you're not necessarily traveling to any of them, but you you see what's going to happen, you know, what happened and what's going to happen and all that. Um, so that could be one way. Um, it, you know, Becca saw something. We don't know if she actually went there. Yeah, I mean, what what is it like? Um, uh, I keep on wanting to talk about Dark, but fucking neither of you have finished it. Um, but there, there's, there's basically this idea of um, no, that's a fucking spoiler. I guess, I guess we can talk about Interstellar as an option. Mm-hmm. Like, but basically, like that. There's this moment of being able to see all time at once. And yeah. picking, yeah, like you were saying, Shaheen, like picking out a moment and going like, ah, like that's, that's something that I'm going to look at or, you know, maybe even somehow interact with. Like, I don't know if like oh, there's a yeah. way to like, if there is a way, let's say hypothetically Clark gets to like go and see a moment, you know, in season two or whatever. And hypothetically, let's just say that the flame can communicate with each other over this bridge. Maybe she's going to tell Lexa something. I don't fucking know. But, but she like, would have already point, told her. Hmm? She would have already told her. What do you mean? Because time... Oh, right, because time has collapsed on its... Well, well no, 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 it doesn't have to collapse, because there's there's one there's one timeline. Mm-hmm. So if somebody went back in time, it already happened. Right, but if she's not going back in time, if she's just looking at that period of time, and then, like, communing the, the flame across space-time quantum... Yeah. That's kind of what happened in Interstellar. I mean, it was already there in the original timeline, so I guess... Yeah, like, I mean, this is always the, the, you know, the funny thing about... The wonk about time travel? In in fiction, is that, like, you have this... um, There's one way to do it, which is, like, single timeline, like I was just saying, which is everything has already happened. It's not like you can go and change anything. Mm -hmm. Everything you go to do in the past is what's already happened. Mm -hmm. A lot of, I would say, like, 90% of what happens on uh, 12 Monkeys is of that sort. Mm -hmm. Um, when they go back, they end up redoing what's already happened. And sometimes they don't want to, but they actually, them not wanting to makes them do mm-hmm. it. Um, and, and then there's the other thing with the other idea that like you can change something and either like the future will rearrange itself somehow or it will just branch out like a new branch mm-hmm. will be created, like a new timeline will, will spawn off. Uh, and we'll go in a different direction. So those are obviously just fictional ideas. Um, obviously, <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't know. So they could definitely like, yeah, they could just schmeiz. Yeah, the, because the show has no problem with fucking schmeiz. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, do you guys mind if I move us along a little bit in the plot? Yes, I just want to say I do still feel like I'm conflicted with what you're saying because I think like. Yeah, Earth is offline, but I feel like that's we're still going to somehow go back to Earth because it exists. Although mm-hmm. maybe it's offline because we're not going to go back, and it's just like 
the way to make it work that Cadogan came from Earth because there had to have been a stone there. Yeah. So one of the two things, but I oscillate between, yes, we're definitely going back to Earth and yes, we're definitely just going to go into Alley 3.0, City of Lights, and that's the end. <laughs> so that Clark can be reunited with everybody, including her mom, somehow. Anyways, let's go. Yeah, so we'll have like a finale party, finale cast party, like everyone will be there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Basically. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so Bill's a dick, continues to be a dick. He wants the flame. Callie, you know, takes a suitcase full of 2,000 doses, which, okay, like, respectable amount of people to, like, repopulate. Like, for once, they're not like, we have 10. Mm. We're going to repopulate the Earth. Um, but uh, mom decides to save Callie. Brother is an idiot and sides with dad. Brother then watches dad murder mom if we're not putting too fine a point on it. Um, and so Callie and them go forth to go find other people in other bunkers, I guess. And, and have a jam sesh. For a jam sesh. Fuck. God damn it. Here's the guitar people. Um, <laughs> and then, and then crazy bill leads his flock through the anomaly. So yes. That, that's pretty much sort of what yeah. happened. Thoughts. So, yeah, I was just thinking about what Buff said about, why not just cooperate, right? Um, instead of trying to coerce each other into doing it your way, you could just be like, okay, you want to go explore the ground, go do that, and you can come back here as a base, right? That's what you were suggesting. And then, like, we'll go, we'll send people into this thing. And, maybe they'll come back, you know, maybe they won't. Maybe, maybe they will wait, maybe, yeah, we'll wait to see if they come back mm-hmm. or whatever, you know? We'll study it and, you know, maybe some of us will just take a leap of faith and go through it anyway or whatever. That seems a little bit um, too much like democracy, though, Shaheen. We've already established <laughs> that we don't, homie, don't play that. Homie, don't. And that's like, that's just, that's in everyone's interest. Like, that's the, it's not even, so this is sort of, you know, gets into discussions of what does it mean to be selfish? Because it's, is the selfish thing. Like co- is the is cooperation not the selfish thing because that's in your interest. Um, it's proven fact that when you cooperate, you actually get more out of it than when you fight. Um, that's why, as a you know said before, the nations throughout history have have abandoned war for trade because it turns out you know um, comparative advantage, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, when you you know you let everyone work on what they're good at. Um, everyone gets more out of it, um, rather than making everyone do what you think is good. So, like, it's it's not even selfish. It's like less than selfish to force the other ones to not explore the ground. Like, you know. Anyway, so um, I was just thinking of that in terms of um, what Immanuel Kant calls the kingdom of ends. So. Kant has this thing called the categorical imperative, which is the basis of his morality, his, his, his ethics. Um, and the categorical imperative have se- has several formulations. Uh, it has like three famous formulations. And uh, one, uh, some of them are well known, more well-known. So what the most well-known one is sort of the golden rule version that says, um, you know, sort of treat others as you, as you want to be treated um type of thing um 
Then there's one that says the universalization formulation that says everything that you want to do, find out what principle, what maxim it's based on, and then universalize that maxim. It's, imagine everyone did the same thing. Everyone followed the same maxims you're, you're following now in this action. Would that be possible or would that be present an impossible situation? Um, and, and if, if, so if it's impossible, then it's immoral to do that. If it, that means you're making an exception for yourself because, um, you couldn't exist in a world where everyone does what you're doing. Um, and then the, the, the other formulation is kingdom of ends, which is basically says this, the state, the ideal state that we were striving towards that we're trying to, uh, materialize is a world in which no one's goals clash with anyone else's goals. Um, everyone's ends are compatible with everyone, everyone else's ends. Everyone can pursue what they want without prohibiting anyone else from pursuing what they want. And like in The Giver? So that's... That you haven't read. Say what? Oh, you haven't read The Giver. I just remembered. The Giver? Yeah. Um, no, I haven't. I think this came up last yeah. time. It always comes up. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. And so, yeah, I was thinking of like, that going back to the bunker, you know, um, that's the sort of thing is like, you can just like your goals are actually not contradictory to each other. Um, it's the coercion that's making them contradictory. Like if you just say, okay, whoever wants to go, they can go over wants to stay can stay. Um, you will get willing participants, um, on your side. And, and, uh, there's nothing about what the other ones are going to do that contradicts what you want to do. Um, you know, so yeah. So I was just thinking in terms of kingdom of ends. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it's amazing that they it never occurs to them and to to people. Uh, I mean, I get I don't know. Like we've talked about, like is that the message of the show? Is that people don't there's no realize they can they can cooperate and that cooperation is in their interest. I mean, there's as we've actually never seen. Uh, I think this is what we were struggling with. Last week, and we struggle with, I guess, in, uh, generally, uh, on the shows, we, it would be nice if we saw an example of where they did cooperate and it did actually go really well. Uh, and then it went to shit or whatever, you know, because it's a dark show or whatever. But like, at least we know, okay, even if the thesis is that human nature is such that we, we can, that cooperation is not as stable or the kingdom of end situations. Uh, aren't stable and we always, it always descends into, um, uh, one set of ends, uh, contradicting or hindering the others. Um, even if that's the thesis, we could at least see the other side of it. Um, but it seems like it's never even occurred to anyone to try the, the cooperation route. <laughs> I just, I just kind of, um, Sorry, you you actually made me yeah. think of something else, um, which yeah, yeah. is act, like, but this, it will seem like a non sequitur and I really can't follow it through my brain. But <laughs> is it possible that what Becca saw in that ball of light was the city of light? Could she see, do you think that like, I know it's a non sequitur, I'm sorry, I like, I didn't want to like lose mm-hmm. it. Um, like, 
Because how horrified the rest of them were about losing their free will, about about giving that up. Would that have been something or would Becca have been like, nah, man, that's chill. Like, because again, like if again, if we look at to to bring it back to yours, like there, Allie was also uncompromising, if we're being perfectly honest, though she believed that she, quote unquote, believed that she was behaving benevolently, um, you know, in in a way to to help people. Um, But, you know. I guess everyone who thinks that they're right, crazy bill included, um, you by nature don't give people a choice because you believe that you are so right in what you're doing. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Certainty is the problem. Yeah. <laughs> if only everyone were a philosopher and then, you know, it could just be a, well, it depends. I mean, no, I think that's a good point because <laughs> Allie too, like the flame was very much against the city of lights. In wanting to shut Allie one down and whatever she wanted to do. So maybe. Just yeah. saying. Just saying. So yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I wonder if, uh, like, yeah, she saw whatever the transcendence is supposed to be. And, I mean, she was saying we're not ready for it. So, yeah, I don't know if it's like we're not ready because we won't let we won't give people a choice um if like yeah we're we're not ready in that like the way that like chip people back in season three were forcing other ones to chip themselves um and we i always i also wondered back then i was like what's the point of that why not just say okay the three percent or five percent ten percent whatever who don't want to take the chip apparently it wasn't a huge percentage I don't know. Whatever it was, even if it's like 40% of the people, you can say, or half of people, whatever. You're like, okay, you go, you're going to die, but whatever. Uh, you can go die if you want. Um, <laughs> and like, if the radiation gets really worse, because it, you know, sort of gradually got worse over the course of a few months, you can always come here and take the chip if you change your mind, you know. Um, otherwise, good luck burning. Deuces. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. It would have been fine. Like, no one would try to over overthrow the City of Light, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Uh, I'm trying to look through this. Is there anything else that we want to talk about in terms of this flashback before we head on over to Bardo for a hot minute? Um, so, okay, we're wrapping up the flashback. Yeah, is that, is that all right? I feel like we talked about most of it, uh, but, like, if there's anything yeah, that we actually want to talk about. So, yeah, a couple of details. So, like, Becca vanished, apparently. The news was saying that she, after she invented Ali, she vanished. Um, yeah, I think that she was like, I've, uh-oh, I've made a huge mistake <laughs> and, like, went up Deuces, to Deuces, guys. This is not, this is not gonna end well. Bye. Basically. <laughs> um, Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was interesting. No one knew where she was exactly. Um, and then, so one thing was like when Callie's mom was like, do you want to live or not? Um, I like that she gave her that choice. Um, you know, she wasn't like, no, you're coming with me and you shut up or whatever. If Callie had said no, would that have made her suicidal or just like, just curious? That's always, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's back to, (laughs) 
killing versus letting die. Exactly. Like, if you let yourself die, is yeah. Um, I mean, we we don't allow patients to to. I mean, some states do, but even then, it's highly regulated. We don't allow people to like kill themselves, but we do allow a lot of times passive euthanasia, which is people just saying, "Don't put me on the, don't hook me up to the machine." Yeah. If if it becomes you know. I'm just going to, I would rather just die. I love that they just um, left her friend though. Like, I mean, yeah, you're not in the second dawn, so deuces. But like, I love that they were like, yeah. so, and mom was just like, I'm just going to knock her out real quick. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy yeah. they at least, she at least tried to go back and get her because so many times on the show, they're like, oh, best friends. Just kidding. They don't care at all about each other and have immediately forgotten who the other person <laughs> was. Cough while well, exhibit was, Gaia yeah. the past few episodes. What? Just Exhibit Gaia Who? the past few episodes. She's not anybody's She's just... best friend, though. <laughs> she is Clark's best friend, obviously. Second to Bell and me, who is, I guess, best friend. Oh, for but like we'll get into that seconds. in just a second. I can feel you. <laughs> I can feel your rage boiling over. I'm fine. I'm totally fine. I'm having kombucha. I'm very relaxed and chill and totally normal and rational. <laughs> so anyway, my point was that um, the... Um, what I didn't like mm-hmm. was when she said, because if you don't want to live, then I'm going to stay here too. Um, I don't like that because that's coercive. Right, like, uh, fuck you and your guilt trip, mom. But at the same time, yeah. it's a mom. Like, you cannot expect her to not do that. I mean, I mean, even if you're going to do that, don't rub it in my face. Like, just whatever like because that's interfering with the choice like that's not a true choice anymore. don't manipulate me mom just shaheen if you ever have kids <laughs> and you're and it's like the apocalypse and your kid's like eh, and you're like oh my god they're literally just gonna let themselves die i have two options to let my child die and to emotionally manipulate them I guarantee you will emotionally manipulate your child. <laughs> they can choose to die later, but just in the now. <laughs> Get in the car. Get in the car. Get in the fucking car. Don't ask any questions. <laughs> right? Like, that was such a mom move oh my where, God. like, she, like, daughter is, like, like, trying to question her and she, like, mom tone of voice of, like, this, don't even fucking question. She's like, just do what I say. And I was like, oh. Not the like, time. I feel like I've gotten that, like, once or twice in my life. Oh, for sure. I, like, vividly remember one time we were outside the Julian Pie Factory in Julian, which is, if you're from San Diego, you know what the Julian Pie Factory is. Is it, Ju- how do you spell it? Julian, just like the word, the name, Julian. Right, I don't know that name. It's so it's like just like it's a, a small town um in the mountains. Not Jillian, but Julian. Julian. It's a small Got town it. in the mountains. Um and there's a bakery that makes pies that this morning actually I saw Amy's picture about pies and I was like, I must have pie. So I went to the grocery store and bought a Julian pie. Um but so are they good? Yeah, they are really good. Um and so what was the fucking point of me talking about Julian and Julian? Moms? Pies? Oh moms. So yeah, so when I was little, we were there. And I guess there was a questionable looking person walking near us. And my mom was like. Like a pedo? Like, just like a, like a, I don't, my mom is very easily freaked out. So God knows what, who it was. It was some man and he it had was a beard. Some man who was slightly tall. like, <laughs> And maybe he had the beard, you know, maybe there was a fashionable rip in his jeans. Um, so who knows? Mom thinks. Um, and she's like. Let's walk towards the car. And I was like, but we didn't even go get pie. My mom's like, she got so mad at me for like just asking why and 
pointing out that we had not had our pies yet. And I mean, fair. Like, you bring someone to a place that there's pie, and then you leave before you've had pie? Exactly. Like, exactly. And I was just like, but I don't understand. And she's like, get in the car! Like, it's like instant, like, gremlin voice where you're like, whoa, okay. <laughs> and, like, as a kid, like, that's, like, you know that, like, that is the, like, any other time you can push and push and push and yeah. push, but that now is not yeah. the time. To that, you will not throw yourself on the pavement and throw a tantrum. You're like, okay, car time. Let's, let's get car, car time. Can't do. <laughs> Did you stop at the grocery store on the way home and get some pie? No, I think we eventually got pie. Um, we just waited. Waited, waited for out the, the slightly pilot. tall guy with the hole in his jeans to walk by. <laughs> <laughs> what? How old were you? Mm, maybe like I'm trying like to think five, of like five or six. Like I'm trying to think of like who it could have been like in the '80s of like what what <laughs> famous person it could have been that looked a little homely. It may like, have been a musician. Mm, <laughs> that was and that was Kurt Cobain. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, anything else, Shaheen, that you wanted to, to talk about? Um. Now that we have taken you on a voyage. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I thought it was interesting that, like, Callie saying, insisting on rebuilding this world, and, um, you know, her whole, that, you know, ties into her whole defecting from, uh, the second dawn for the second time. Um. And all of that it was, I, I liked that that was like motivated through the story because when they had that conversation, Callie and the, the other tree crew dude, August. Mm-hmm. Is that um, the guy with the guitar? Yeah. August was like, he said how like now it feels like the whole thing about being a tree crew and environmentalist seems like a, seems like a waste of time in retrospect. Um, and so I feel like Callie doesn't want to give up hope on earth because she spent you know so much of her you know time and energy and mental capacity on environmental activism so she always wants to think we can save earth um so it has like it's it's kind of personal for her mm-hmm. you know, she's like no i'm gonna it's, i'm not gonna let all that go to waste um so yeah i thought that was that was cool it was, it was more than just like i hate your dad i'm gonna do we think that it was naive of her to think that, like, she would be able to find people? I mean, I guess, like, if we if we presume that there were Second Dawn bunkers around the world, that, like, she might have a plan of how to find people. But, like, mm-hmm. other other I than did, us yeah. surprisingly finding out that Mountain Weather survived, like, mm-hmm. what are the I, odds I was, that she's going to be able to, like, get a hold of these people? Yeah, two years later, like... No, who do you think survived? I, I mean, the only so. people who have survived are people who had a place to go. But yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe maybe she knows about all the second on But I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. She's a scientist. Maybe she figured, like, out of 11 billion people, I, if, even if it's like, you know, one in a million, there's going to be a few thousand out there. So. If the show gets picked up, I kind of want to know, like, if we're going to find out about that fake bunker. That we found in season four, mm-hmm. five, four? four, like the one with like "Don't open dead inside," like just like a bunch of melted bodies, like yeah, like I kind of no mention made of that of Bill, Crazy Bill being like, and those people who did not set up their monthly subscription recurring <laughs> payments. <laughs> uh, yeah, those people who we took um, cheaper memberships for and did not 
makes provisions <laughs> for. Yeah. Whoops, a doodle. Um, Pyramid. All right. Scheme. Now, now I'm gonna move us along, if that's all right. Yeah. All right. Um, so back on Bardo, or previously on Bardo, um, Clark, you know, is holding Crazy Bill at gunpoint, and we're having a cry over best friend and family. Um, Pubs, would you like to speak to any of this? Um, so I'm actually, I'm okay with the best friend thing. You know, people marry their best friends. Um, people have sex with their best friends. <laughs> you, you know, it happens. Um, that part, but I was just like, the family, when she turns to, um, Raven, Raven. and A, she's comforting Raven, which, yes, okay, Raven spent time in space with Bellany, but didn't fuck him. And also was not his second. She has and fucked him, though. showed very little, like anything on the ground of like space crew is a joke i'm sorry it's a joke (laughs) um and so i hated that like the people that we've seen have the closest connection with bellamy on screen clark and octavia both spent their morning um soothing somebody else about it and I think mm. that's just, like, for the audience, it's not satisfying. Like, who cares if someone cried about him and had a relationship off screen? They soothed the person who has had sex with Bellamy. What? They soothed the person who yeah, has had sex with exactly, Bellamy. Yeah, exactly. It's just, like, I don't think Jason understands relationships. Like, I – or how to dep- – I don't know. I'm I'm very confused by all of it. But it's also just, like, seriously, Octavia and Clark are the ones soothing other people about Bellamy's death. Um, I'm happy that they at least let her have tears on her face um, because, yes, apparently her best friend died and that's supposed to mean something. You know, she's not supposed to cry more about, you know, Finn, her one night stand than she is about (laughs) um, Wells. (laughs) So it's just why. (laughs) Yes, who? Um, And so from that perspective, I was pissed off. The family stuff. Where she goes to Raven, like, let's do this for our... I'm like, who, what family, what? Like, what, where have, where has the show taken the time to create this family? Because instead of it being this meaningful, warm, like, compelling thing, I'm like, oh, shut well, up. This is more annoying than when you're said my people. Just go back well, to saying my people. At least I'm like, yeah, okay, fine, <laughs> your people. But my family, go fuck yourself. Well, go no, fucking hold up, fuck hold yourself up. As on someone a fucking... someone who did not come from a very warm... And not that my family was mean to each other or anything like that, but, like, I, you know, I, I feel a certain sense of obligation, but more just, like, in a sense that I don't want to be a dick. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was never very close to my family, so maybe that's the kind of family that they're talking about, the ones that, like, you know, if somebody fucking needs you, you're going to help them. But other than that, maybe we don't talk very often. Yeah, but you're not going to say, like, let's do it for our family. You're going to be like, well, okay, this is something we have to do, huh? Like, Ugh, fine. you know, it's going to be like, oh, I don't want to go, but I have to go to my cousin's sister's brother's wedding because like, oh, uh, yeah, know? But this- like I have to see my mom tomorrow because I have to give her some groceries. And she was like, hey, like, let's have lunch, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, I didn't make I- it's not like I have other plans, but I didn't want that to be my plan. But meanwhile, she's like alone in this pandemic. And, Aww. you know, like, so, you know, it's not like I can't do that. But, you know, I'm just kind of like, Oh. Yeah, I know, but it's, you would think, like, it's just, I know that they're trying to hinge on this, like, the family is, but, like, they did not take the time to make this family and depict it on screen, so I'm just like, this is bullshit, this is a waste of time, I care nothing about this, I would love for Clark and Octavia to comfort each other, seeing as we've seen yeah. what that meant on screen for them, 
you know, Bellamy men on screen to them. Why can't they comfort each other? Like, that is emotional catharsis. That is like, oh, yeah. Like, I want to see them, like, break down and build each other up in the same scene, you know? Like, wipe each other's tears away and be like, but this is what we do. This is what we Maybe always have to do. This is I not the know. first time this has happened to us, and we just have to be strong. We just have to get through it. Like, that would have been a beautiful scene that would have made me sob like a baby. Instead, <laughs> I'm, like, heckling Echo from my TV, being like, shut up, you fucking cunt. Get over it. Like, because I have no connection to her re- relationship with Bellamy. It was not on screen. And it's, like, a joke that it's taken up so much screen time this season retroactively to make it a thing. And Octavia is like, oh, it's okay, Echo. Like, you know, he was my brother for my entire lifetime and basically a father to me and, you know, put so much of his life into me. But I'm going to make you feel better about it. <laughs> um, so I, it just I made me mad. It just made me That really you're mad. still, like, still so passionate. Yeah, but about so not of the passionate fans that the uh, that the creators always talk about. You know, the passionate, the fans, passionate fans who are passionate despite the show. <laughs> um, Shaheen, did you have any thoughts and feels on best friends and family? Um, you guys know my feels on family. That yeah. it's bullshit. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I always say, family is forced friends. Friends that you're going to choose. That you may and not even want to be friends with. Yeah, that's just a silly thing to me. Why would you want friends who you didn't choose? Like, why would you ever get yourself into a situation where you're like, I'm stuck with you now, no matter how much of a jerk you are. You give unconditional um, love because you get it back. And if you're not getting it back, then yeah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I, I was just like been deprived of life. Uh, depri- deprived of love. So I don't understand it, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I do think, especially, I mean, having heard what Jason said about the directing last time, the directing of the same scene, right. By Lindsay Morgan, that was like, yeah, she's not that devastated and she's shocked. Um, it does feel a little weird and like maybe um yeah uh, like is 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 he doing this on purpose to like make a point or what because like this i mean clark has cried for other people dying and i don't know it it does feel a little awkward i I manufactured i'm agreeing i'm agreeing with you guys yeah (laughs) um i don't have as strong feelings about it but like I did feel like, did Raven really have such a strong connection with Bellamy? I had to, like, think about it in my head, you know? Like, why is she crying? And um, and the Octavia thing definitely feels weird. Well, uh, we now they're now time. they're Bardo Bs, so we can't even talk about them at all anyway. Do we... Yeah. You have a note that the reunion scene was awesome, but I guess also we all have <laughs> notes... About sorry to to go back a sec, mm-hmm. um, Gabriel being on yeah. their side, sort of, I guess. Yeah, Gabriel was funny. I like how he the look on his face was like, um, I guess I'm taking orders from Clark now. Well, he did have a gun, <laughs> and Clark does like yeah, to shoot people. Like, okay, I guess. Yeah, but no, Hot Hot Murder was definitely kind of like, ugh, I just want to do, like, my code-breaking and science, like, jacking <laughs> off, and this is, like, really don't know why about. <laughs> yeah. 
That was good. Um, that was good. Well, so so child murderer opens the door, and then you know, big reveal: Bardo Bees is actually made up of you know, Octavia, Dioza, yeah. and and Echo. I don't know where Hope is. A little confusing yeah. on that. We're missing the O and Ho. Oh wait, the H and Hode. <laughs> <laughs> I um, what I like about it is the, is just like thinking about what Clark and Co. I are, are thinking and feeling now what's going through their head and you know the look the looks on their faces is like what the fuck dude like, <laughs> I leave you alone for five here. goddamn minutes and you join the Bardo Bees <laughs> yeah <laughs> dude I, I can't believe I almost fucking died I was eaten by a freaking giant monster spider cape thing. and you've just been over here with your cool bee helmets on, just having a laugh. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, that, that was good. that was really all I had in all this, apart from you know Bill speaking uh, trid. Um, do you guys have anything else on Bardo before we get to our well actuallys? Mm, well, I mean, um, I'm confused see. about how much time has passed for the bees, but yeah, apart from that, not really. Shh, shh, we don't, we don't know, we don't know. Like, is it's, is Echo forty five now? She might be. She might be. <laughs> she might be. Um, yeah, the time thing. I mean, one of the uh, one. It's been like two months on out. Bardo, right? I have no idea. That like how long Gabriel's been working with them? Oh yeah. He said three months. Three months. Yeah. Level two, three months, I guess. Um. They. Yeah. They. Um. Uh, one of our listeners pointed out on SoundCloud that uh, there was some weird thing with with the time because um if you remember Octavia was on Bardo for a while uh for a few weeks and it was only you know um less than a minute um that plus all the time on um Skyring was all together was uh less than a minute on Sanctum um but then um Hope arrived on Sanctum um, like several days later, right? Mm-hmm. So, how long would it would that have been on Bardo? It would be a very long time. So, um, yeah, that some um, yeah, that doesn't. I haven't found a way to make sense of that yet. Um, so yeah, I think as we <laughs> as we ominously predicted, the time wonk is gonna be. Redcon many times over. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <sighs> Speaking of retcons and things that we were pissed off about, um, let's get into our other thoughts and well actuallys. Um, I mean, I, I just, uh, sorry, yeah. can I just rant for a second? Like, <laughs> it's, it's not that hard, really. Just like put a little bit. I mean, I don't know if you have to like hire a separate person to like keep track of consistency. I think there was a shadow season. I think that they went back and rewrote and reshot a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. and like did their mm-hmm. best to to yeah. to fit it in the right time wonks. But like, I genuinely believe that they rewrote most of this season this- and possibly even did a bunch of reshoots because Marie looks different in a few like scenes within the same episode Mm. and i know that they don't film things like chronologically but like you know they're filming Mm. an episode or like maybe episodes slightly out of order but like she looks different in a few places where i'm like huh that was a reshoot 
or, you know, they went back and did something else or like that scene with Clark and Gaia, like, you know, in the middle of (laughs) executions being like, let's have tea and Gaia, like, show me your tits. They couldn't come up with anything else, like literally anything else. I think, I think that that's part of it, Shaheen, is that like they did quote unquote their best to like deal with a bunch of rewrites that they were doing. Yeah. I mean, like, when you look back, like, why wasn't the rewrite to be like, you know, we haven't heard from Bellamy in a while. Like, should we look (laughs) into that? Like, let's get a group together. Like, let's, you know, that could have been like organizing that while other shit was hitting the fan and having to go back and forth between the shit hitting the fan and like people missing. Like, that would have been like a very smooth way to tell the story instead of like tea time in, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I just, uh, the, sort of wonky nerdy stuff does really bother me that's just what i just wanted to vent Mm. especially because i feel like it's not that hard like just uh have it's a ratio like it's multiplication like you (laughs) establish a ratio yeah (laughs) you establish a ratio between bardo and and freaking uh sanctum just it's just a ratio keep it like every time multiply by the same thing and write that number. It's not hard. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, because they only really had a few. Like, so they know when um, Octavia and Dioza go in. They know when Hope um, come or when Octavia comes out, and when um, Hope comes out, um, and then when Octavia disappears. Like, those are their starting mm-hmm. points. Make it work. Yeah. Yeah, good exercise. Is that is that your is that your well actually, Shaheen, or is that do you have others? Um, I have others. Okay. Are we going into well actually? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, unless you have more time walk rants, no, but I feel like fine. we can we yeah. can we can dip into that well every episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so okay. All right. Um, are Kelly and Reese from the same mother slash father? Yes. I think so. Yes. So, are we colorblind casting, or is is this, like, how, do you, do you think this is possible? Yeah. The they, yeah. But Callie is completely white, right? No, she's, no, no she's mixed. She's mixed, and, and, and Brother is, too. Brother's a little bit darker, but, like, they're both mixed. He is much but darker. My sister and I it's... are, like, the moon and the sun. <laughs> 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 like, it's, it, genetics are weird. Well, or or your mom's a hoe. Well, I've looked into that, and it turns out we're full sisters. <laughs> You're like, so I don't wow. trust you, mom. I'm going to verify this for myself. Did you like a twenty three and me? Um, no. Did you did you secretly collect your your sister's like hair hair or like toothbrush or something and like went behind everyone's back and were like, I don't buy this. I mean, I was lazy. I just went by blood type, but it like all like worked out. And like you do see like both my parents and us just like in different ways. So do they think that like you are like a foreign exchange student when you're out with with the rest of your family? Somebody when I was in kindergarten, it kindergarten or first grade. This other mom literally asked me to my face, are you adopted? <laughs> and I went home and I was like, mom, am I adopted? And she's like, what? And I'm like, well, somebody, someone says mom asked me if I'm adopted. Am I? And she's like, adopted? No. And she got so mad. God knows what she said to that other mother, but she never spoke to me again. <laughs> um, so. That's fine. I do have a friend rude. who. <laughs> 
I do have a friend who is like when she shows me pictures of her and like her aunt, like her father's sister. Uh, sister. I'm like, how? How? Because like she she's pale. Um and but yeah, but her, her dad and her uh aunt are like very dark skinned So it, I know it happens sometimes. Recessive. Yeah. I mean, my dad was fairly, is, I guess the term would be swarthy, very, very olive skin. Um, and I, as I stare at my paleness, I do not, I do not have, you do have not the, have the that. rich olive complexion of the, of the uh, Ukrainian Jew in me. Um, You're a ginge through and through. Uh, nearly. I, I have the ginge complexion. Absolutely. You're a daywalker. Um, yes, exactly. Um, lots of sunscreen. Um, what else? What else, Shaheen? Alright, so, uh, world population... What was that, 11 billion? Did they say 11 billion? Something like that? So, projections for... So, just to be clear, on the timeline of the 100, the apocalypse, the first nuclear apocalypse with the bombs, happened on May 10th, 2052. Okay, so, the and the world population is projected to be just under 10 billion in 2052 so 9 billion 800 million so so there yeah it's gonna take us a lot longer to get to that now what with what with us being in a pandemic (laughs) or (laughs) or will it yeah will there be a pandemic boom because people no people have like nothing else to do it's like when there's a blackout. There's yeah. a, a baby boom after it. I mean, blackout. Yeah. of talking to my to my um my friends with kids, especially, um, they are boning behind the scenes a lot more during this pandemic because I guess like because they're both home. I guess when you have kids, this is my understanding because no, thank you. Um, <laughs> you are very very tired from dealing with these with these people humans. Um, all day so that by the time you get to bed at night sometimes you're just like you know what I just cannot be bothered however I guess when it is screen time during the day during pandemic and you know kids are glued to their to their iPads watching their Minecraft videos uh, mom and dad sneak off and you know have a little 10 minute quickie somewhere uh, in the middle of the day which they normally wouldn't be able to do because they would be off at work somewhere so possibly is this a story from our mutual friend that we will not name no, this is actually from a different friend who FaceTimed me drunk um, a few weeks ago. And we are like, so, how are you? She's like, well, so-and-so and I, we're, we're having a lot more sex. And I'm like, wow. Good job. Good job. Um, so, no, so, not a mutual friend. Yeah. Um, but it appears to be a thing. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, though, more importantly, um, what people often forget about population growth is that it's going to plateau pretty mm-hmm. significantly. Um, uh, I mean, it's, that's the projection, is that it's going to plateau um, by the you know middle of the century. So we're not projected to get to 11 billion, even by 2100. Um, so we need like another 100 years from now to get to 11 billion. It's not gonna happen in the next. Yeah, I think it's we were really not with that attitude. (laughs) We were really worried about overpopulation, but people started having less and less kids, and the more that the world develops, that continues to be a trend across the bar. Well, as people get yeah, have more education, education, and and yeah, yeah. So I mean, eleven billion people. Damn, that's too many people. I'm I'm with Allie. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So there was stuff about 
Speaking of Allie, there was stuff about the anomaly stone in Becca's notebook then. She was taking notes. You know, maybe maybe the pages notes. got wet. That's why Raven didn't didn't remember it or see it. Yeah, like shouldn't Raven have mentioned? I mean, or perhaps the book got you know pages were ripped out. You know, like maybe maybe because you know if Callie had the notebook, um, she didn't want anyone to to follow to see that. Yeah, uh-huh. so yeah. So she ripped it out. Yeah, I mean it, it's a po- it's plausible. Yeah. Um. What else? That, was that it for you? That's that's it. I'm out. All right. Yeah. What about you, Bubs? Um, so one of the retcons is mm-hmm. I guess the show could not figure out whether it was Becca Franco with a C or Franco with a K to the extent where this was last season um, in the episode Sanctum. There was a book um, in the author was Becca Franco with a C. <laughs> but here they very clearly established Becca Franco with a K, which I feel like Becca Franco with a K is less common. Um, So I wonder, like, why that decision was made. Like, is this, is there a reason? Like, is Franco with a K, like, does it mean something? I think I'm going to go out on a limb here and say you're reading too much into it. (laughs) I I will go on record here, and I don't know, maybe we can place a bet if we get an answer of why there's a difference between a K and a C. Um... I'll give you five dollars. How's that? <laughs> All I can say is uh, Franco with a C makes it sound a little French. Uh, Franco with a K makes it sound more Germanic and Nord- Nordic. So that's all I can Talks say. Talks French. All right. Um, I did not have any. Uh, mine is Bill Cadigan, asshole extraordinaire. <laughs> that's kind of I. It's it's just my thought takeaway of the episode. He's a fucking dick. <laughs> Um, and I was not a fan. Um, nothing against the actor, of course. Like, he played it very well. He made me irritated at him. And I, yeah. 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 Um, do you guys have anything else on this episode before we wrap it up and recommend shit to people that they won't watch or listen to? <laughs> no? <laughs> no? I'm good. Okay. Um, what do you guys have? Or do you need a minute to think and I can go on mine? Um, I, I really, I have so little to give. So I'll just give the movie that I watched last night. Um, I love horror movies. Um, so I watched two movies. I watched Paranormal 3, which was, I don't think it's as scary as the other ones, but it's still like, it's a good setup. Like the whole camera thing, there's a lot to do with that and they're good at making it scary, but I won't say it's the scariest one. The other thing I watched was The Darkness on Netflix. Um, and I mean, Kevin Bacon's in that, um, the one of the vampires from Vampire Academy, which is a horrible movie that I've seen twelve times. And um, did you read the books? What? Yes, I did read the books. <laughs> the books were not bad. They were not bad. They were kind of sexy too. Yeah, right. Like I was like, oh, all right. love a teacher student relationship. Totally ripped off Buffy, <laughs> if we're being honest, though. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like, mm-hmm. like the moment there was a moment in there, I was like, oh, I know exactly where this story is going. <laughs> Exactly. There was even mm. what's her face from um, House and Once Upon a Time, Jennifer. Oh yeah, yeah, Blondie. Yeah, the blonde one. She was there for like two seconds, and I was like, "Is she a producer?" Because if she's really only there for two seconds, that's weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyways, it's like a paranormal type, whatever. And I thought it had some good scares. I won't say it's the best horror movie again that I've ever seen. But if you really like horror and you're, like, desperate for something to watch that might be kind of scary, I recommend The Darkness and Paranormal 3. One's on Amazon Prime, one's on Netflix. Have fun with that. Okay. 
All right. Uh, Shaheen, I, you don't have anything filled out, so I'm just going to ask if you started dark yet. <laughs> uh, no, I have not started dark yet. Um, it's time travel and, and it's in German. That's like, how many more things do you want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I kind of have, like, choice paralysis about this. Like, I, there, if I want to watch dark, then why not watch all the other stuff that I haven't watched? forever and so because I just I'm get paralyzed don't watch, it. don't watch any of it fuck's sake say what because i because i'm telling you to watch it oh, okay right yeah no that <laughs> works so keep keep on keep on trying i, I will um, i will <laughs> but yeah i don't really have anything i'm re-watching bojack um bojack horseman and uh I'm, I'm noticing like how awkward the the first season is um i didn't really notice it back then because it's all you know, kind of new and funky, and you think it's um, you think it's super, you know, postmodern, but um, but then you know, you you have no idea what's waiting for you. So, just uh, in case people are in, you know season one and are not, they're like, what's the you know all, all the fuss about the show? Uh, it picks up significantly late in later seasons. I mean, even even season one picks up pretty. Okay, Bojack. If you want to be depressed, but it is yeah. a cartoon, and it's funny. Yeah. Sort of. Um, all right. Well, I've already recommended Dark a couple of weeks in a row. Um, we finished uh, the first season of Warrior Nuns, um, which, if you like Buffy and like kind of sort of Rob Thomas esque snark, um, I, I would recommend Warrior Nuns. It's kind of not what I expected, given that the name is horrendous. <laughs> Um, but it's actually quite good and quite funny. And, uh, it ends on the season finale is kind of bullshit. Cause they like, they don't even, they end in the middle of things. Mm -hmm. Like it's not even a cliffhanger. It is literally, they have ended in the middle of things. So that's kind of a little irritating, but like, obviously I hope it gets another season so we can find out what the fuck happened. Um, season two of Hannah is back, um, which is actually a kind of more enjoyable than the first season. It's a little bit less like dour and depressing and kind of opens up the world a lot and uh they they realize that one of the best relationships on the show is um between hannah and uh marissa vigler um and so they get to like share a lot of scenes together and it's 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 good um about halfway through that season um i'm sure i've watched other shit because what else are we doing in this pandemic <laughs> in the year of our lord 2020 um yeah, I can't. I, I, if, if, if any of our listeners have shit that we haven't recommended or should watch, we'll add it to our Netflix queues that we will never actually address. Well, somebody um, on our um, SoundCloud for last episode um, recommended Snowpiercer, which I have not watched yet. The TV show? Yes, the TV show. I have not watched the TV show. The movie was excellent, though, so maybe the TV show will be up next. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I feel like this was a little bit of a short podcast, which is kind of funny considering like the buildup of this being a prequel, except it was all pretty straightforward minus a bunch of shit missing. Um, so yeah. You kind of made up for, for last <laughs> I know. Jesus Christ. Like, oh my God, you guys. I, I was trying to upload this. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, my computer is going to like vomit. <laughs> it's going to just like fear poop all over the place. Um, I thought you had a I new think computer next now. Week, Huh? I thought you had a new computer now. Well, it's it hasn't arrived yet, oh, so okay. you know, just computer diarrhea everywhere. Mm, um, next week, I think that we got some 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 still shots. We might actually see what the crystal giants are. Um, mm. So that's exciting. 
some stuff is going to happen. Cool. Maybe we'll find out more Bardo shit. Maybe we will leave Sanctum forever. I doubt it because God doesn't love me that much. Um, do you guys have anything Anything else? Nope. Take it easy, guys. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for listening. Bye. Hashtag where's Bellamy Blake. Bye. <laughs> yeah, hashtag. Do, okay, real quick, though. Do you think that this show broke the cardinal rule of you don't see a dead body, they're not dead, but actually genuinely killed off Bellamy? Um, yes and no. It depends if we're going to go into Alley 3.0 and everyone's there, including Bellamy, because he was in the MCAP and it was captured his, like, all of his memories and now he's in there. Um, or some kind of thing like that, where he isn't dead dead. Because, like, yeah, like... But you think he's body dead? Maybe. Maybe, but only under those conditions. Because, like, seriously, they're going to kill the lead, although... It was very clear with the reaction to everyone being like, where's Bellamy? Where's Bellamy? And it trending on Twitter several times that they did not realize um, what an impact not putting him in the poster and promotional material and then just pretending like nothing changed was going to have. So they had to do like that whole press circuit being like, well, Bob took some time off. Um, so yeah, who knows? He could just be completely dead and that's it. But really, really, really? Like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well. So we don't think. Are you saying like that as time goes on, you you becoming more and more confident that he's actually dead, or is that? I mean, I just I'm just sort of flabbergasted by th- the fact that the second lead on the show hasn't been in half the season, mm-hmm. or that the two yeah, leads I mean, like- have less lines then i mean i'm willing to forgive that several other fine. people several <laughs> yeah so i'm still sticking to the theory that it was a fake out it was a death fake out i mean that would make the most sense but the longer we go without it i'm just kind of like where the fuck is where i mean i have no confidence either way yeah um all right well maybe we'll see bellamy next week who the fuck knows because fuck it <laughs> pandemic all right bye everyone bye all right